Welcome to In Your Area, a podcast designed by area to update, educate, and refresh realtors, brokers, and industry stakeholders on topics that matter most to you. Listen on the go, in your car, at a coffee shop, wherever your day takes you. This is a podcast designed with today's busy realtor in mind. Welcome to In Your Area, a podcast for Alberta realtors on the move. Podcasting from Boardroom at the Alberta Real Estate Association, I'm your host, Chloe McCara. Welcome to this episode, Millennial Buying Trends. I'm the South Office Manager at CIR Realty and an instructor with CREB Area and NAR. Joining me today are Marin Severson of Capital Regional Housing and Michelle Moroto from University of Alberta. Marin, along with her thesis supervisor, Michelle Moroto, authored a research paper on the topic we are discussing today, titled Stability of Life Course Predictors in Leaving the Parental Home and Ownership, based off research completed for Marin's undergraduate thesis. Thanks for being here. Do you want to tell me a little bit about your paper and research that went into it? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, so this is a, an expansion of work that we started during my undergraduate thesis at the University of Alberta, um, where I completed a BA in human geography and sociology, and Michelle uh, supervised this research and we worked on it together. Um, yeah, and it's a work that we've completed outside of my role here at CRH. Um, really, the, the motivation for this uh, research was that there's lots of international research on uh, declining rates of home ownership for young adults and uh, what's largely referred to as the delayed transition uh, to adulthood, where we're seeing uh, later age at leaving the parental home and longer time in uh, post-secondary education. And so uh, there's, yeah, there's lots of research, particularly on declining home ownership rates in the U.S. and the U.K. and Australia, but we didn't find... Uh, much recent research in the Canadian context, uh, which is particularly interesting because Canada, as we know, has got a large variety in the housing market across Canada, lots of geographic differences, as well as there's been a lot of change in the past 10 years in in how the housing market uh, or what the housing market really looks like. So we uh, conducted this study where we looked at uh, Statistics Canada data from 2001 to 2011, uh, from three waves, I should say, from 2001, 2006, and 2011, uh, which was the most recent data and still is the most recent data available. And then using a uh, life course perspective, we explored the relationship between housing transitions of leaving the parental home and moving into home ownership, uh, and the, the relationship between these transitions and a variety of, of variables, including uh, demographic factors and socioeconomic variables and other life course transitions, such as completing education and um, marital status. And then we looked at how this uh, changed over time and across Canada. Um, Some of those key findings from this study that we kind of found over the 10 years of data was that fewer young adults were living independently of their parents over the the 10 years, but that uh, of those young adults who moved out of their parental homes, an increasing number of them moved into home ownership. When we look, though, at the total amount of young adults, we still see that uh, home ownership isn't increasing um, when we include those young adults who are still at home. So you guys talk a lot about life course theory in 
in the academic research that you guys did and for us as agents who are not in the academic world that you guys are, can you explain what that means in everyday words? So the basic idea behind this is that individuals have these different trajectories uh, through the life course that involve different areas of life and they have different transitions at different points in time. Some of the big ones that we often think about in this idea of transitioning to, into adulthood are things like completing education, so graduating from high school or university, depending on how far you go along, uh, finding a full-time job, getting married, finding a partner, and also having children. And many of these transitions, we find, are very much connected to transitions in terms of housing. So whether or not people are going to move out of their parents' homes and whether or not they're going to actually move into home ownership. So basically, we're just looking at these trends over an individual's life and how they're all connected. Okay, interesting. So what did you guys find that there were any main differences between Canadian millennials and um, other countries? Because I know that one of the reason, main reasons that you guys conducted this was to research Canadians specifically, because there's a lot of research on the other countries and what their millennials are doing. Did you guys find that there were any large differences between Canadians and other, other countries, millennials? I think the overall trends were very similar. So we see across most uh, rich industrialized countries that young adults are living at home for longer and have lower rates of home ownership. The one thing that is slightly different was that we found that once people left their parents' homes, they were more likely to move directly into home ownership. So they were kind of skipping that renting phase. Do you guys think that there is a difference between the triggers that move millennials out of their parents' home into rentals versus the triggers that move them into home ownership? So generally, we see that some of the same predictors in terms of what's going to influence whether someone moves out of their parents' home and whether they move into home ownership are very similar. So there's those connections to those life course stages. However, one of the bigger differences, which wasn't necessarily in our paper, but in some of the broader research, is that millennials who have parents that can help them out a little bit. So if mom and dad can help you with a down payment or even help you with, say, some of your education costs along the way, that tends to help people move directly into home ownership because they have more resources that way. I think one of the big things that we're seeing now is that young adults simply don't necessarily have that savings for a down payment on their own to move into a home that way. I guess this kind of moves moves the discussion into the affordability question as far as um, what is the real issue with housing affordability in Canada, U.S., wherever. There's a lot of talk around that right now, and maybe we can talk specifically to Alberta if it's possible. But do you, are you guys seeing that, you know, is there a breakdown that we can do here? Is it just that homes are far more expensive than they used to be or that wages aren't um, increasing at the same rates as home, homes are increasing in value? Is there an inventory problem? Um, what do you guys think that affordability problem is? Really, it's all of the above. So home prices are increasing, but we also see wages stagnating. So people in the middle and the bottom of the wage distribution aren't making as much money as they were comparatively in previous years. And what's really happening is that wage gains are going to the top of the distribution, 
which tends to increase inequality overall. So those wealthy people are able to pay more for houses, which helps to drive up housing prices, and it leaves other people out of the housing market. So it's a lot of things going on at once. Mm-hmm. In the, in the uh, Alberta context specifically, um, recent research from CMHC in, in 2018 looked at uh, some of those factors that are driving escalating housing prices uh, across uh, the country. And, and something that's uh, specific to the Alberta context is that uh, our history of um, economic booms and busts. And so uh, what that's part of what that's done is that there is also more... Um, single detached dwellings and in other places as well as more higher end uh, buildings and fewer rental properties and fewer kind of uh, what we would think of as entry level housing. And so that has a kind of additional um, specific Alberta context um, in that for young adults specifically, the stock looks different than it does in other places. And it's not uh, not uh, probably the, the most conducive to household formation. Do you think that's an Alberta-specific problem, or are you seeing that trend across the country? Like the the lack of availability for the more affordable product? That's definitely a trend everywhere. Mm -hmm. I think there's some specifics in terms of Alberta related to urban-rural divides Mm -hmm. and where people are buying housing, but the affordability issues and the lack of affordable housing, the lack of federal funding for affordable housing is definitely across the country. I think, Marin, you mentioned earlier that one of the issues with the affordability is the difficulty to save a down payment and that um, young adults are more likely to purchase a home if their parents are able to help them with gifting them a portion of that down payment. Do you think that is a this generation specific thing or um, has, have you guys seen that in previous generations too? Is it new, I guess is what I'm asking? So it's not necessarily new, but it's definitely more extreme now. So traditionally parents always help out their kids in different ways, pass down wealth, pass down savings, help them out with different gifts. But the thing now is that often young adults need that help. So before it might have been an extra gift from parents, but now it's something that they necessarily that they need to actually move into the housing market. Whereas in earlier generations, when say young adults weren't necessarily paying as much for university costs, they were able to save up that money sooner and move into housing themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, in uh, other research that I've done with uh, Dr. Damian Collins at the University of Alberta, we uh, conducted three exploratory focus groups with young adults in Edmonton, uh, looking at their perceptions of housing and how it's connected to adulthood. And uh, the difficulty of saving for a down payment while paying back education debt was uh, something that was identified by participants um, as, as a barrier, for sure. Just as a side note, it's interesting to think about, you know, what how that is impacting the parents' generation and their financial capabilities of moving up, moving down, whatever, in in their own real estate or their own financial positions because they're now having to step in for their parents. And there's not really a question there. It's just kind of an interesting thing to think about, I guess. That's actually a big area of my other research. So how keeping young adult children at home with their parents impacts parental wealth. So generally, parents who have their adult children living with them have less in assets, and they also have higher household debt levels as well. 
So we do see that kind of getting passed up to that generation to the parents as well. So what do you guys think are the main differences between today's young adults and their parents' generation as far as like the socioeconomic differences that are affecting their homeownership? I know you've talked about um, having that student loan debt and that kind of thing. Do you think there's any other overwhelming differences between the two kind of generations in their home buying trends? Definitely. So if we think about connecting this to economic security, we see that young adults today are very much less so economically secure than their parents were. So they have lower wages, there's fewer available jobs, there's higher rates of unemployment, and work is a bit different now. We don't see people necessarily moving into companies that they work for for many, many years. We see more precarity there. We see people doing more in terms of independent contracting. And this definitely leads, definitely leads to some economic insecurity. And then with that, we also see extended levels of education, which is good. More people are going to university, staying in school longer, getting that higher education. But it also comes with a cost. So a lot of people are also taking on high levels of student debt. And those two things are definitely affecting the housing market for them. Yeah, yeah. Some other uh, kind of trends too we see is that uh, later age at marriage or cohabitation. So uh, people uh, partnering up later in life. And that's uh, particularly significant in terms of homeownership um, as having that uh, second income or having two incomes is, is uh, important in making homeownership uh, work uh, financially or having really household formation and renting work financially as well. And so that later that later age also, we see that uh, translating into longer time spent in the parental home uh, as well. Interesting. Do you, do you think that there, the needs have changed for what the home provides? I know, I know that one of your papers was more of a qualitative um, exploration of like the thoughts of homeownership and um, how millennials see that process. But do you think, and we'll, we can come back to that too, but do you think that the needs for the physical property itself has have changed at all? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. And that was something, uh, yeah, something something that did kind of come up in our, our research with the, with uh, when we did those exploratory focus groups. But, but yeah, in those, so yeah, in those focus groups that we, we conducted young adults, um, space, and the need for space as uh, kind of households grow. So as you add a partner and then as you potentially add children, that was something that was identified uh, by young adults now. And that is something that has also been shown in, in previous research um, as a, a factor in why folks kind of move through the housing, like make housing choices is as their their need for space increases, um, their need for larger housing increases. Uh, so that isn't, that isn't, I guess, super different, but uh, there is... Uh, other research in Canada that shows that um, actually research done with developers and, and planners and home builders across Canada that uh, shows that there's um, increasing steps, I would say, in the housing kind of life cycle. So as opposed to going maybe from an apartment to a, a single detached dwelling, now there's more of that kind of middle density housing that developers are building as they recognize affordability uh, constraints. And so we're seeing more townhouses and duplexes being built as well, um, kind of as a response to affordability uh, concerns. And so that that's other research done in Canada looking at that from, from 2011. But 
So you think that this generation is more likely to do step up moves more often than their parents' generation? Like perhaps the parents' generation was, you know, moving out of the parents' house and then more quickly moved into their forever home or their family home or whatever that looked like. But maybe this generation is more willing to move several times. So they maybe their first move out would be to an apartment and then to a townhouse and then to a detached. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Uh, yeah. So that, that's part of what this, uh, this other research in Canada is showing is that um, because of the increasing cost of housing, that it, it's not necessarily so linear anymore for folks to move through uh, kind of housing types. And so um, it's partly also a, a factor uh, of the housing stock. And so now that we have increasing variety in the housing stock and, and less um, single detached dwellings make up less or smaller proportion now than they, they used to have housing stock, um, then there's more options also for folks to move through the housing stock differently. Hmm. Do you think these trends are going to continue with the next generation, um, as far as things are more difficult to purchase, the affordability is more difficult, they might have to do more transitional moves before they get into their forever home, all these kind of things that you're putting together for this generation, what do you think the trends are going to be moving forward? I think that really depends more broadly on the economy and policy as well. So if we have policies that actually support workers, support housing affordability, uh, support things like unionization and minimum wages so we can actually increase the wages and they don't stay at the same level they've been since the 1970s, that could actually help future generations move into housing more quickly and have more income that they can use this way. Um, But if we continue to go in a similar direction where we're cutting social safety nets, cutting support for people, um, putting business owners above workers, we're probably going to have an even worse situation in terms of housing affordability and access to homeownership. Sorry for the gloom and doom, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Yeah. The reality check is good. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Again, in in the... uh, the focus groups that I, I did in Edmonton, um, definitely uh, amongst the young adults there, there's definitely a, a feeling, I think, that um, housing, the housing market is, is very much in transition right now. And there were there were young adults for sure who were still um, expecting homeownership in their future. And that was still something that they that they wanted to do and they thought was attainable. And then there were there was also, you know, groups of young adults who thought that um, homeownership was Unattainable, and even though they thought that it was um, uh, an expectation of them from many people that they should move into homeownership, it was something that they, that they didn't think was possible. Uh, and then there was also groups, uh, kind of uh, groups who didn't didn't want homeownership, and they they were choosing not. Uh, they're choosing to rent or to look at other uh, tenure forms um, for a variety of reasons, uh, including. Uh, mobility as well as uh, like the um, mobility in terms of geographic mobility, moving from uh, moving around more frequently, uh, as well as they they didn't trust actually the financial investment of housing as it's become more risky. And so I think it's definitely a, a trans, yeah, transitional time right now in the housing market is what it seems. That's a really interesting point that you just brought up about the perception that real estate is a more risky investment 
Where is that coming from, do you think? I think we can definitely look to the 2008 recession. And it didn't hit Canada as hard as it did the U.S., but um, everyone sees the same news here pretty much (laughs) and sees what's happening. They saw a lot of people losing their homes, going into foreclosures, people who thought that housing would be an investment for them, but it didn't quite happen. And people lost a lot of money. And I think that definitely influences a lot of young adults today because maybe they saw that happen to their parents or their friends as well. That's fair. Yeah. So... Do you guys think that the dream of being a homeowner is still, you know, the the Canadian dream um, for this generation, the millennials, as it was for their parents' generation? Like, yeah, there's a there's kind of a movement in the political world about you know bringing that dream back to life, and um, the older generations that was just something that they that they just always believed in that you know owning a home was their future and that's the path that they were going to be taking and it seems like this generation has moved back a little bit from that and you know reading your research that some of them almost believe that it's unattainable or like it's unlikely um and that's sort of mentality do you feel like with the people that you were speaking to um, from the millennial generation that the dream of home ownership is still alive and well yeah that's it, that's an interesting question i think it uh, yeah kind of going back to the point about it being this yeah kind of transitional time i think for um the expectation of home ownership uh the young adults that i spoke with were, were very aware that of the the idea of the canadian dream and that um Homeownership as that kind of end goal is very is still a very uh, normative expectation for a lot of young adults and something that they they recognized. But um, within this context, this changing socioeconomic context where we are seeing longer times in education and increased labor precarity and economic precarity, and uh, and then changing patterns of mobility um, as well, uh, folks. There, yeah, there were really those that kind of different perspectives on homeownership. So some some folks still thought that homeownership was something that they that they expected to attain and that and um, was something that they wanted. And then some groups who who didn't think that it was something that they would be able to attain uh, because of a lot of those economic um, factors. And then young adults who didn't want homeownership because of the uh, it felt I think it, it was incongruous as well with some of these larger socioeconomic factors. And so um, I, I would say that it, it's really a, a time of transition right now. And, and when we kind of see how these larger socioeconomic trends and see where those go, then I think that will further impact the expectations of homeownership going forward. Yeah, I think that's a good point where we, most people still want to be homeowners eventually. That thing, that idea is beaten into us in many mm-hmm. ways. You hear that homeownership is a good investment. You should move into a home. You should own. You should build that equity. So most young adults are saying, okay, they do want this. But a lot of them realize that it might not necessarily be unattainable for at least a long period of time. Mm-hmm. So that's where in our other research, we see people living with their parents longer, yeah. saving up getting help from their parents and then moving into home ownership instead of having that renting phase beforehand. So the goals are still there. It's just that there are these other outside pressures that are keeping people from moving directly into home ownership. Okay. I have one last question. What do you think the real estate community could do 
to maybe change the perception that home ownership is unachievable for this generation of young adults? So, well, I'll bring back some more of the gloom and doom here a little bit because there are many things that are making this much less, much less achievable. Not necessarily unachievable, but less achievable for young adults today. And if we look at broader trends, especially in terms of economic inequality, where we see greater and greater divides between the wealthiest people and the people who have the least, these things are definitely impacting people's ability to buy homes, to go out and get good jobs and all that kind of important stuff. So in terms of what the real estate community could do, I would generally advise to start paying attention to these broader things as well, because um, all of this impacts your ability to sell homes if you don't have people with the money to actually go out and buy homes. So I think paying attention to some of those broader social and economic issues um, could be a good start. What do you mean when you say that? When you say broader economic issues, what what is an actionable item there for an agent that's trying to um, serve this group of, of potential home buyers, how can we help them get out of their parents' home or educate them or just help them move into that home um, in a more beneficial way? Well, being an educated voter is a really good first step. Because if you think of even all levels of government, from local government up to the federal government, all these different policies can play a role. So being educated in that way and voting based on what you know about those different issues can be really important. And even getting involved in different community organizations like that, pushing for affordable housing, all those things are good steps in this case. Awesome. Thank you so much, Marin and Michelle, for your words of wisdom. Area members, we want to hear from you. Your feedback and suggestions for future podcast episodes will be critical to making sure that this is the strongest resource for you. We invite you to send feedback through communications at albertarealtor.ca. Thanks for all who took the time to listen, and we hope to see you the next time we are in your area.